Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We are both dental assistants in the world that have been doing this a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. And what we're doing is we're going online and we're finding that uh, some dental assistants are running into humps in their career field with their team, with their doctors. We're dissecting them. We're pulling out those pearls and we're helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hello, Miss Jules. How are you? Good morning, Miss Rhonda. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. Oh, man. What a week, huh? How's your week going? It is going good. Very busy, very busy. Um, today's my Friday of the work week. We've just switched our hours. So we are just Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 7.30 to whenever we get done. I think it's like 4, 4.30. But I have an hour drive, so I scoot out at like 4, maybe 3.30, because I have to drive home for an hour. So, See, yeah. okay, here's my question. For those of you dental assistants that commute, do you A, love the commute, or B, hate it? And so I guess the, the right. how do you see the commute? Like for, for this whole hour, like do you, do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you utilize it? I mean, what do you do in that hour other than talk to me? <laughs> well what else is there to do I mean come on now um no I mean I listen to music I talk to other friends I have a hygienist my um hygiene BFF that I talk to like every morning because we're in the car at the same time so we just chit chat yeah Julie just booted off the call with her because I'm like oh gotta go gotta record my podcast um so you know I think I process Yes, sometimes I text and drive, which I know is a no-no. Okay, I know, but um, so it's just good. And, you know, it depends on, I guess, I would say commutes depend on the demographics. So if you live in Georgia and you have to go into Atlanta and you're only 10 minutes from your office, it's going to take you like two hours to get there because of the traffic. So that type of commute would drive me crazy. But if, if you love the office, then it would be okay. But if you dread going there and you have this long butt compute, commute, a long ass or butt, whatever you want me to say, <laughs> um, it would be horrific, right? It would give you anxiety. And so you have to figure out what works. I mean, I have some friends that I've heard they drive an hour and a half to their office because they like it so much, you know? Okay. Well, what about fuel? Like gas? Like, do you pay for oh, that or yeah. does you dock? No, I pay for it. Yep. I pay for it, but I get compensated for it. So that's what, that's the thing you have to look, and those are things you can negotiate. Like I said, if they love you and they want you to stay, but your commute is long and it's costing you a lot of gas, maybe you could ask for a gas allowance. I don't see why not. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I know we used to, I used to get it when I worked for corporate and I had to go from different offices. Like yeah. I got my fuel allotment. It was like, they gave me a gift card. I don't even know if that was right or not, but that was like back in the nineties. So I don't, I don't know. 
Well, the thing is, is, is if they give it to you in your paycheck or any type, you have to count it as income. So there are ways to give it without having to count as income. But most of the time, it's a tax write-off for them. And then if they just put it in your check, I mean, you put it out as an expense anyways. So I, you know, I think if you are a high mileage driver, keep track of your mileage to and from work because you can claim that on your taxes. Yeah. And, and that's super easy to do guys, especially with like Google maps now, like it tells you like A to B, exact mm-hmm. mileage, yep. exact time. Like you don't yep. even have to guess. <laughs> yeah. And I use, I use mileage IQ. So that or mileage Q or mileage IQ, whatever the one it is, some app. And I just, I just hit start. Like when I'm just, it's already plugged in there to go back and forth to look at. And I just hit start. And then when I get in there, I hit end and it calculates how much and so on and so forth. So these are good questions that nobody asks. Okay. So when I was commuting, like I really liked it. A, like you said, I got to catch up with people. I, you know, I'm a serial podcaster. So like I listen to podcasts all the time or NPR, like I love that education part of it. And, and, you Mm -hmm. know, I have access to Spear. I'm listening to that. Like, there's so many things that you can utilize that hour for instead of looking at it as a negative. (laughs) Well, even a half hour, you know. Also, I think, like, wear and tear, and I've learned from uh, a lesson. So when I transitioned from one office to um, to this one, my commute from my office that I was in for 24 years was only six miles from my house this one is almost 52 53 so needless to say julie's lease was not too happy when she was done with it so if you drive a lot do not lease a vehicle because either one you're going to end up owing a ton a boatload of money or you're going to have to buy it outright so my poor little Subi, that's what I call my car, Subi, um, is a 2016 Equinox, which is my third one. I love it. I'm not a fancy-dancy car dinger. Um, has 110,000 miles on it. Yeah. Because of all the, all the driving I've done. Oh. So that's something you have to think about, too, when you go to purchase your vehicle, your commute back and forth to work. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends have beater cars. <laughs> they leave their nice what car at home and then just have like a commuter car. Yep. Yep. You can have that too. Yep. But you have to get like a Toyota or something like that doesn't die. Yeah. And something that's really good on gas. Yeah. Because you got to outweigh that too. If you're spending 50, 60 bucks a week in gas, that can add up if you have to drive back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess the moral of the story is if you're looking for a new office, don't let the commute sway you either way. If it's a great office, you can make it work. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's gotta, your career has got to benefit you plus the practice you're in, but you also got to be happy with your decision. So, because if you notice yourself complaining about the commute, it might be time to switch. You know? Yeah, because then the the cons outweigh the pros for you. Right. Well, yeah. especially if you have kids and they get home from school at four o'clock and you're not getting home till six o'clock, you know, and then you gotta get settled in and I don't know if it's 
you know, you or anybody else. But, you know, when I get home from work, I like to have like a half hour downtime of just doing kind of nothing. Like, I don't want to be demanded to do anything. I don't want to be like, can we get dinner? No, I need 30 minutes because you're demanded and you're pecked at all day long. You know, so I just need, but when you have an hour commute, you can kind of have that downtime. So, but if you don't, you know, just kind of, you know, relax. Yeah. Yeah. So have you done anything fun? I heard you went to a movie and you're kind of a rebel. Oh, I did. We went to Toy Story last night because it's $5 Tuesdays at the movie <laughs> tavern. So if anybody has a movie tavern around them throughout the summer, it's $5 Tuesdays and you can get a seat for five bucks to watch any movie that's playing in their theater. So yes. And I don't know if you've ever been to a movie tavern. Do you know what a movie tavern is? No. Well, I, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> so they serve you food and alcoholic beverages. What? And they sit in comfy recliners i like recliners yeah so, they're very comfy so okay but the the, the moral of this story is you're a rebel because you stayed up past your bedtime to watch a five dollar movie okay <laughs> yeah, there's the no way <laughs> it didn't get over till 11 30 by the time i got home it was midnight we dropped off my uh, little cousin that lives across the street you know, so yeah, we didn't get home until and in bed till like little after midnight because then I had to play the new kitty and that was it. And then of That's course, just... scroll through Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> all that social media. <laughs> I still can't believe it. Like you're my, you're my end game, dude. I want to like not go to bed on time and I want to have a life again. Trust me, I'm paying, <laughs> I'm paying for, I'm paying for it today. It's a, it's a slow going. It's a slow going hump day. Thank God we don't have any patients till 1030, which is my husband, by the way. Well, so. you probably, you probably judge the situation and we're prepared. Okay. If I'm going to do it, tonight's the night. Yep. Like. And then, <laughs> and then I went and saw Toy Story. So I don't know if anybody saw, saw it yet, but I'm sure there's lots of people that saw it. But um, yeah, it, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. I've never cried at a Toy Story movie and I cried. It was very sad. It was very sad, actually, to see that this might be the last one. Who knows? People always say that this this is the last one, but in the end of an era. But, you know, I had my kid there who was 17, and that was like his, when that movie came out, that was his favorite movie, you know, and he'd seen every single one. And so it was a little sad. I was I was crying. And, you know, my kids are looking at me like, oh, my God, she's crying. I cried everything. I'm sorry. I'm a crier. Well, yeah, but the combination between, you know, the end of an error for you and the movie, that, that would make me cry. Yeah. So, I mean, I am a crier. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Well, good news (laughs) is theaters are dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? So they don't need to see your ugly cry face. Nope. Nope. They don't. And just your kid, you know, because they're right next to you. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> oh, all right. Miss, okay. Do you have, do you have a post today? Um, I did. And I, let me see. Um, it was not a demo assessment worldwide. Hmm. What, do you have one? I got one. Okay. You go first. Why? Well, figure out where mine went. Okay. Yeah. You should screenshot them. I learned that lesson last week. I know. I <laughs> know. 
Okay, so uh, dental assistance worldwide, and the stater posted, can having flaws in applicants' teeth prevent them from passing an interview? It's very short sentence, but it, it says a lot and it asks a lot. Because I think nobody talks about this, but I truly, I have an opinion on this. I think that um, you can look at it two ways. So if I were a dentist and I was hiring a dental assistant and they had less than perfect teeth, I would either A, see it as an opportunity to have a walking billboard and an employee. Um, I would right. probably, you know, I would be fully gamed. Like, not only can you see my work quality because it would be on mm -hmm. you, um, right? But I could also be able to show people, oh yeah, yeah, Susie, come in here, come in here. This, I did veneers from um, from ten to to seven here, or you know, like I just I could see it being like really good for the dentist. However, I could also see a dentist saying, you know what? I, I want to make sure that my patients, you know, I, I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> I don't want to pay, right. fix my employees teeth, pass, you know, because I, I just, I want, I don't, I don't want this type of smile line or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what this person's teeth look like, or maybe, maybe mm -hmm. they had some, uh, tumultuous history, right? Like they have a little bit right. of, of drug use and maybe they are turning their life around, but maybe some meth got to them and some sodas or whatever else. Cause I know that there's a, when you do meth Mountain Dew mouth. or something. Um, well, there's also Mountain Dew mouth and, yep. and you know, maybe just someone just didn't have the means to take care of their teeth and, and stuff like that. So I think, like I said before in an earlier podcast that you should hire for the personality and for the skills, um, but they are a reflection of you. So is it something that you can change without being too like abrupt about it? You know, is there something that you meet this person, you're like, whoa, they need some help with their teeth, but you like the person, you connect with them and you want to hire them. So maybe you could spin it and say, and just let you know, part of, your benefit of working here is all your dentistry is for free. So if you have any issues or concern, you know, as an employee, we want to make sure your smile is just right where our standards are and so on and so forth. And it's kind of not like, oh my God, we got to change that. Right? Right. But, but, but I guess if it's coming from the dental assistant and the doctor doesn't mention it, but you feel like they passed on you because of your oral condition. Like, yeah. How do you do, how do you deal with that? Well, then you have to find like what I would go to your own dentist and say, I need to improve my smile. What can I do to improve it? I mean, as an assistant, we, we know a ton of stuff to be able to improve our smile. And it's hard because they might not have the means to do that. So you just have to find, maybe you can find a nice dentist that you know, you go to talk to them and say, look, I'm a dental assistant and I'm having a hard time getting hired because of my smile. Can you help me change my smile? Yeah. So Don't just be like brutally honest and, and yeah. throw a big net. And honesty is the best policy and being upfront and just, I don't know, just putting yourself out there. That is, you know, 
I, I, you, you just got to do it. And because if you really want to be an assistant, but you're realizing that you think you're not getting hired because of your teeth, then let's find someone to help you with that. Yep. You know, so if there's any dentist listening to this podcast and we have assistants ringing your door or your phone that need work done, feel free to speak up <laughs> and offer I know, right? your services. Well, here's right. the thing, like dental assistants, we have the undivided attention of that patient. And I have so many de- or patients that'll be like, wow, you have great teeth. I want your teeth. I'm like, well, it's a prerequisite to work in a dental office. It's like, I need to show you a standard and, and having my teeth, you know, I, I floss, I brush, I, I, you know, I whiten, you know, as needed. Um, I just, I, the standard of my teeth or what I, I, I propel my patients to have because I know it's possible. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, is it's, it's, it's a standard anywhere. I mean, I go to McDonald's and the first thing I look at the person taking my money is their teeth, you know, and then I think, you know, the second thing is if they're not like our standard or looking good, you're like, how can I help that person? Don't you just want to reach sometimes in the window and say, here's my business card, call me, I'll change your smile. Yeah. That's what I would like to do. Because sometimes they just, and McDonald's is a great company to work for. They have a lot of benefits for, I have friends that own a couple. So you know, how come these people aren't getting the work that they need done? It's but, priority. Like said, that dental, and that dental assistant could know and she's not feeling confident either. So maybe she's not hearing herself. It could be maybe they really didn't notice her smile, but her lack of confidence shows. Does that make sense? Yeah, she's self-conscious. You know, there's right. so many people I know that never smile with their teeth in any photo whatsoever. Yeah, I have two kids that do that. That ticks me right off. I tell Even you that. Even though much. their teeth are straight and pretty. Yes, they <laughs> do not smile. We just had family pictures in the case, and those little stinkers <laughs> did not smile. I was so mad. And even the photographer's like, "Man, you guys got some beautiful teeth." I'm like, "Mm-hmm." And they smile with their lips. You know. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of people too, like I've had patients where we've done full mouth rehabs and they're just so programmed to keep their lips closed. Even after they get their perfect smile, they have a hard time remembering that it's perfect. Yep. You spend all these years trying to cover it up, making sure that every oh, photo, absolutely. every image, every angle has your lips closed. Yep. Yeah. Our dental assistant in the world, if you're not happy with your smile, you got to go out there and get your confidence. Stop being self-conscious. Like, like Julie said, just be transparent. Say, you know what, as part of, you know, I, I want to have that smile. Like these are the things that I want. And if, if you feel like it's hindering your ability to get a position, go to your dentist, go to any dentist and tell them the situation. You know, if, if anybody's going to take care of their own, it's going to be one of our own. <laughs> right. Just in the profession in general. Just tell them your story. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And if you so, love your smile, you rock it, you know, regardless of what it looks like. If you have a little bit of crowding or an overbite, underbite, whatever you mm-hmm. want, rock it. <laughs> be That's proud. right. If you don't want to change it, be, be proud. proud. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Jewel didn't change her smile. She's got that snaggle tooth out there. <laughs> it's got character. It's got character and it is who she is. Although I do think she's gotten some work done on it, but I'm not really sure. I haven't seen her in a while. I saw her last year. We flew her to a concert. Oh, you did? Totally. It was so cool. We, she came to our airport. We put her in the helicopter and flew her to a concert. And you didn't take a picture of that? 
Well, I, there's a picture. I'm not in it, but one of my one oh. of our pilots is. Oh, okay. I'll put. I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. I have a post, and it was an interesting one. And I'll have you go first on your answer and reply. Okay. So this is from Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. Hygienist running five minutes behind. Doctor, help so and so with her instruments in room. She's running behind me. Emoji, 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 angry emoji, shit emoji. <laughs> As I have three operatories to clean and instruments of my own to clean, but don't worry about me. I got it. Does anyone else, does anyone care about my sanity? Vent over. So this uh, is a great post. It so is I want, from your take, how would you handle this if you are the assistant and you have all this stuff to do as we 90% of us do, right? right? And the doctor comes to you and says, so-and-so needs your help. Yeah. So What's your I think of it, I'm, I'm a business thinker, so I get it. Like my rooms can wait because maybe it's the last patient of the day and I have time to turn over all the rooms and, and get everything cleaned. But the hygienist has one last patient during the day and they're a production driver and and, and the, the, the uh, optimist in me says, okay, let's go, we'll leave my stuff. I'll go help her turn over her room, get her patient done mm -hmm. so that she can finish on time and help me in sterilization. So once she's seated, her right. patient, then I can go do my rooms and then, you know, but I know that in reality, that doesn't always happen because what they'll do, the hygienist will go ahead, seat their patient, take for, you know, the, the hour and then maybe not jump into sterilization. <laughs> so right for a while it, it does it wears on you because you feel like you know you're like cinderella cinderella go clean the room mm -hmm. um yeah so how do i handle that uh blah 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 i clean it because my boss told me to <laughs> right i don't like it but um you know sometimes the greater good of the company and our sanity may not always get put on the front burner because like i said that that patient is going to be producing out of hygiene if I help them turn over the room. And I try to look at it like a silver lining because seriously, like hygiene rooms are easy to turn over guys. <laughs> they compare they to are. our rooms. Yeah. They're super yeah. easy. And it takes like three and when I, Right. And when I help my hygienist, I just take her instruments and go to sterilization and I make her wipe it down and set it up. Yeah. Even that one little so, move though. I mean, that's doing what your doctor told right. you to do and your hygienist is happy. Yep. So I, like you said, it's, I think you have to look at the situation and the scenario. So the first thing I do is look at my schedule. Like, what do I have going on in my schedule? Can I really help her without putting myself behind? And if I don't have anybody in the schedule, then, and it's going to be okay for me to do stop what I'm doing for a minute, I will go help them. Um, but I think we should take care of her, our, our own areas first and look at that because if you get in there helping her and she's in the bathroom and you wipe down the whole room and then all of a sudden it's, it's five, 10 minutes later and your next patient's here, but you're not even ready. That's, it's, it's, it's not a win-win situation. I think you just have to look at the situation of like, okay, how can I best benefit to help her plus get my stuff done because the doctor asked me to and you know, what do I do? Okay, let me just bring my instruments to the sterilization area. Then I'll go grab her instruments and I'll come and she can wipe down the room. And I'll come back and wipe down my room and set it up. So you really have to think plan out of it so that you're not running around with like a chicken with your head cut off, right? 
Right. And then also tell your doc, say when he, when he or she approaches you and says, mm-hmm. you know, hygiene needs help turning in the room, be like, okay, our next patient gets here in 10 minutes. I want you to be prepared that I'm going to go over there and help her. So if I'm late seating my patient, you know why, you know, like right. lay it out there like that. Well, that's the thing is one hand to wash, wash the other. So, I mean, if you're ever in a pickle, that hygienist should be able to come in and too and help you out and say, how can I help you? Oh, can you take those instruments? Can you wipe down my sensor that I just used? Can you uh, grab this or that? So it's really, yes, working together, but also not, I think, tying yourself up where you're in a pickle and then your panties are in a bunch and the doctor's leading on you, but dude, you're the one that told me to go help her. Yeah. So be transparent. (laughs) Yeah. And these are things you could bring up at a meeting and say, look, I am constantly getting told to help other people, which I don't mind. Trust me. But how can we be more efficient with each other, with our operatories, that we, you know, stay on time, right? Because patients expect us to be on time, especially if they show up on time, right? Right. So if we're running behind because of X, Y, and Z, how can you fix it? And, you know, maybe this would be a good scenario for her to say, how come the hygienist, she gets an hour for a patient? And I noticed, you know, in this patient, she only had a profane exam. But yet she's running behind. You know, are we talking too much? Did the patient show up late? Do we have a late policy where, you know, our patients show up 10 minutes late, they get rescheduled. They don't get put in or they get just x-rays or whatever. They get, you know, the half standard. Um, We do something and then they have to be rescheduled because we want to stay running on time. Yeah. And then you're also training your patients that it's okay to be late because they'll make whatever can happen happen. Right. If you're always late, they're going to say, oh, the doctor's always late. So I'll show up late because then he'll be actually on time when I really want to get there. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the doctor always runs 20 minutes behind. I'll just show up 10 minutes late, you know? Yeah. And that happens in every profession. Like, you know, my mother-in-law gets her eyelashes oh, done yeah. and, and the eyelash lady's always late. So she goes up late. She's like, there's no point in getting there on time because she's never on time. So I could see that happening oh, in real life. Right. And I just think that, you know, yes. And I can understand the frustration because like you said, from us, we get pulled in so many directions and people, you know, sometimes don't reciprocate what we give to others. Um, So it's hard where if you're constantly being helping the others, but nobody else helps you out, that can be frustrating. Yeah. And that can suck, you know, but these are things you need to bring up in the meeting and keep track of how often it happens and why is it happening? Just like yesterday, I said to my hygienist, is I was going through their cupboards, and I'm like, gosh, they got a lot of stuff in this cupboard. If we just remove this, and we'll do tray setup in the sterilization area, and then they can put their instruments in there, take off their gloves, wash their hands, and then grab a new tray already set up and bring it back to the room, they could use this cupboard for so much more. Yeah. So we're going to figure that out today. Yes, streamline. You know, find the hink. The kink. <laughs> the hink. <laughs> The hink or the hink, yeah. From the hink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's a uh, forward thinking part for dental assistants. I mean, we're so good at that. Like, I just wish we all embraced that quality of ours. Mm-hmm. And it's just communication. Like, you know, hey, doc, I don't mind you asking me to help her out. Um, but this is where I see that this needs more work on or more better efficiency or, or something. Because the more we, I guess, work together, and not let it build up, but voice your opinions and your concerns, the better you're off you're going to be and more happy in your job. 
Yeah, nip them. We can't keep things bottled up. Nip them in the bud, right? guys. Nip them in the bud. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you just have to find a way to go back, a way to approach it. It's all in your approach, how people are receptive mm -hmm. to what you have to say. So if you go in there, starting off complaining about the whole situation, you might not get the response from the doctor that you want, right? Right. But if you go in there and say, oh, I, you know, I don't mind helping out and appreciate it, but I noticed X, Y, and Z, and I think we could do this better X, Y, and Z with this plan. And they're actually like, oh, that's a great idea, but thank you for helping out. Let's look at that at the next team meeting. He might be a little bit more receptive and say, you know what? I'm really sick of cleaning up Sally Sue's room. She's always running behind, and I just feel like she's downright lazy. He's yep. going to be like, yeah, go back to your job. <laughs> you know? They're, yeah. You're not giving them the opportunity to see a solution. No. You're just giving them the, the availability to see the problem. And yeah. yeah, so I like that idea. Approach it. Make and sure if, you approach it appropriately. And if you're going to complain, make sure you complain with a solution. Yep. Right? Yep. Have, you know, a solution for that complaining. And I don't think this assistant was complaining. I was just, I think she was born venting of the situation, but Maybe she just doesn't know how to fix it in her office. So maybe this is something she can help fix by monitoring and looking at the time management of this hygienist or even asking the hygienist, hey, how can I help you? I see that you constantly run behind. What can we do better? Because I'm sure the hygienist doesn't like to run behind. I don't like to run behind. I feel like, you know, pants on fire. Only Moses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you already don't have time to pee. So let's just do what we can to mm -hmm. <laughs> be more efficient. So you can pee. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, I think about all the other professions in the world and like they can get up out of their desk and go outside, have a water, go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. like, what does that life look like? <laughs> Take a personal <laughs> call. <laughs> Well, this is the second week I've been back into an office full-time three days in a row. And each night I'm so tired because, you know, I've had a little luxury of going in and kind of when I please and just, you know, but it's busy office. It's busy. It's busy being on my feet all day long. My, my uh, Apple Fit, my Apple Watch is getting quite the workout. Hey, hey silver lining. Yay. Yay. And I might actually close some rings, you know. <laughs> see how many steps I can get in see that's I love that yes I like dude last night I was it was kind of funny because I was laying in the recliner in the living room and I was listening to a webinar about sleep you know the the history of sleep because you know that's my thing and I fell asleep <laughs> that was like seven well, o'clock at night hopefully dude. hopefully nobody else that's listening to that webinar does the same thing because that's really bad for that webinar <laughs> I know it's bad. I here's what happened. I didn't hold. I wasn't holding my phone. I like kind of propped it up on the recliner, and then I was just closing my eyes to listen to it. And you know, <laughs> things, <laughs> you wake up at nine o'clock at night, and you're like, "Oh, I'm still in the recliner." Oh, I'm still in the recliner. Nobody bothered to wake me up. They just kept walking by me. <laughs> <laughs> they poked you every once in a while just to make sure you were alive. <laughs> <laughs> Or they slam doors and like, oh yeah, you can wake it. me up gently. I'd be okay with that. If you said, hey, Rhonda, guess what? It's time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> You've been asleep for 20 minutes now. 
<laughs> but yes, oh, yes. And it was funny because John posted that thing and it said, I shared it on DA Rockstars. And they're like, the way my reaction when somebody says, Donaldson Sting's not hard. And the guy's like wheezing, laughing, and crying at the same time because it's so true. It's a very hard job. <laughs> it's, and it's very hard on your body. And it's very, you know, in, in some offices, it's 10 times busier than what we have. So it's very, very, very fast paced at times. And, you know, it can be very taxing, especially if you don't sit properly and stuff like that. You know. All yeah, good but, stuff. All good stuff. I love it. I love it. Well, this was great. I think we did good. We did good. We did good. Go watch the great hump day. Cry your eyeballs out. No, I already watched it. That's the last time I watched <laughs> it, man. <laughs> I actually thought I'd fall asleep, but I didn't. So my kids were happy. Because usually when we go to this movie theater, I fall asleep. But the chairs are so comfy. And people bring blankets and pillows. and Oh, wow. You know. It's a recipe for me. You know, my mom's last yeah. movie, guess what it was? The last what? time my mom went to see a movie. I have no idea. 1984, I think it was. E.T. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was my was very sitting, first movie. Dude, she and I were sitting in the front row and she started snoring. Oh my and god. The whole snoring. She's like, I'm not paying <laughs> money to go watch a movie so I can sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Oh, it's yeah. funny. She learned her lesson, though. She's like, you know what? I'm never going to stay awake, apparently, during a movie. So she stopped. That was the last time she went to movie theater. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> all righty. Well, you well, have a fabulous hump day. You and too. all you people have a good hump day. Everybody there. have a fabulous hump day because it's awesome. And, and, if you, and if you ever need anything, just post it or post it anonymously, and we will help you out. Totally. And tell all your friends about it. We're here. Oh, That's hey, right. Jules. We are. I have a, okay. So, so for those dental assistants that like to hear us banter, but want to hear us banter about more stuff, how could they do that, Jules? Oh, yes. Well, we are going outside of dental. So for all you women out there, young ladies, old ladies, whatever you want, all these women, we are launching a new podcast August 1st called The Wing Woman, right? Yeah, The Wing Women, Wing Women. It's hard to say, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, with just Rhonda and I, and we're not going to talk anything about dental. We're just going to talk smack about everyday life, relationships, kids, non-kids, um, careers, uh, going to the movies. So things that are not dental related. But just to help people know that, or other women, excuse me, that they're not alone, that you don't fly solo through life, that you always have at least one person, you should have at least one person that you can always count on. And if not, we will help you find or we'll be that person. So we um, are all now, I just got the email this morning that we are on every site out there. I think there's eight different um podcast sites that you can listen to them i'll put the link i'll send you all the links and um hope you join us on our journey we do have a facebook page called the wing woman podcast uh feel free to like us follow us on instagram and we'll go from there yeah and i i love that you know half the time i stress about something it's because i didn't talk it out with somebody else yep 
you know, it's like, and I you just need a, that other opinion or that, you know, just to bounce it off of somebody. Cause that's what women do. We're talkers. And if you stop talking, that's when your mental health goes down. Yep. And, and you know that you should have people, friendship, relationships that support you and like you for who you are. So no matter what you say, no matter what you do, that person is going to be there. Those persons are going to be there and say, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's really going to be okay. How can I help you? Or just for an ear to listen to. But often, and I found in the past, and I'll talk about this on some episodes, is that when things happen, you're like, you find out who your true peeps are, your true friends. Yeah. And that's not okay. That's not okay to, you know, because you shouldn't be alone and you shouldn't have, you know, you should have a very um, supportive network. So, yeah. So yeah. we're doing this. So many good things, guys. Seriously. So many good things. If you guys are looking for another podcast to fill your ears, it's going to be, I think, amazing. Non-dental related. Yeah. It'll be funny. And then there is some explicit language probably dropped in it, but it's, it's going to be real, raw and inspiring. And it's going to be us just, you know, just being us and non-dental way be us and and realize, you know what, we're all alike and we all have short stories to, to tell. We all have closet stories, I call them you know, that you just want to get out. Yeah. So yeah, yep, it's going to be it. awesome. The wing woman podcast. Awesome, awesome. Boom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll have a fabulous right. day. Have a good day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie, where we're banding together to ensure that every dental assistant has a better tomorrow than they did today. Don't forget to find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group has a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, grow, and learn. Find Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock, the website, or Instagram. And as always, if you guys need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page. You can message through there. But I just truly appreciate you letting us help you get over the hump of the week Wednesday.